It's difficult to eat clean, especially while living a life on the go. Most of us fail to get the nutrition our bodies need on a daily basis to function at a high level. If you've ever been too busy to eat a proper meal, Live Fuel Nutrition is for you. Live Fuel Nutrition products combines exotic superfoods and plant-based nutrients that put back what's missing from your regular diet. These essential shakes and recovery formulas deliver the perfect combination of flavor, nutrition, and convenience as the ultimate one-stop solution for fueling your daily wellness routine. Put simply, it's fuel for life. Use our personalized Life Fuel link either in the description or on our social media platforms to try out the Essential Shake and other products from our partners over at Life Fuel. Use the promo code all caps AZ Small Bowl to get 10% off your order so you can start living your fullest every day. What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, where we discuss one of the hidden gems in Arizona, small school basketball. Here we talk about everything in the small ball scene. We cover scores, coaches, teams, and players. As coaches in the Valley, we understand that these teams don't get enough attention, and our biggest goal is to change that. We're here to keep you guys updated on everything small ball and ignore everything else because Honestly, Arizona Small Ball is just better than everything else. On our show, these guys are the stars. It is Monday, January 17th. Reyes is here with me as always. And there's a wild weekend in the Arizona Small Ball scene. Honestly, Reyes, I'm not even entirely sure where to start off this pod with because there's just so much to talk about. I feel like we should probably start by talking about Valley and ALA. Down goes number one. ALA Gilbert North beats Valley 74 to 69. Reyes, does this surprise you? It, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest. We, you gotta, we, that's all we ever ask is for you to be honest, Reyes. I'm going to be honest. You know, it did surprise me. Um, we've seen Gilbert North a couple of times, you know, summer and fall and here and there. They're a good team. They got a good, they're a nice freshman point guard. You're probably going to talk to them a little bit about him. Um, but I was very surprised on that Gilbert North was able to take down Valley. It was obviously a close game, it seemed like. The frustrating thing to me was there was no way to get hands on film. Nothing. We, don't, we haven't seen this game, folks. We don't know anything about it. All we can do is speculate. Okay. You know, yeah, it's all speculation from here. And it's so frustrating because you would think a game like this would be like you'd be able to hide. It's almost like when Team USA lost to those college kids and they didn't oh. like record it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. <laughs> the dream team lost. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, I, I couldn't find a way to watch this game. I almost got a virus watching this game, Reyes, or trying to find to watch this game. You know, they have all those fake ones all over the place. Yeah. So whoever does that, you know, you got some of my money, I'm sure. But, you know, what I can speculate about this game as to why ALA Gilbert was able to pull this thing out is ALA Gilbert North has a lot of size. They have a ton of athleticism. It was on the road for Valley Christian. So I'm assuming that Valley Christian probably shot the ball really bad because, you know, Valley Christian, what do they love to do more than anybody? They just love to jack those threes, man. They shoot the ball, right? And I mean, they have other, yeah, they do. They shoot it well and they have other things that they can do. But when you rely so heavily on the three ball, you know, there's going to be a game where maybe you don't shoot it as well. Again, we're speculating. Watch, they probably shot like 70% or something from three. I know. Luke, <laughs> Luke Shaw probably went like five for like seven or something. Who knows? I did notice, though, on Instagram, I did see that when they were shooting a free throw at the very end, Caleb Shaw was not in the game, so he probably fouled out there towards the very end, I'm assuming. And it was still pretty close. But again, I think one of the biggest things about ALA Gilbert North they have got big, athletic, really quick bodies that they can throw at Valley Christian that would have created problems because the reality is, Reyes, and I think this is really true, if you can stop Valley Christian's dribble drive, you will limit their threes tremendously. I, I agree with you fullheartedly with that, only because a lot of I me, mean, us, and a couple other teams, you watch film, people tend to help so much when Caleb Shaw goes into the lane so much 
they they just sag so hard. They just you know drop the help so hard, and it just leaves those shooters wide open. Like his brother, number ten, number twelve. Like you're leaving them naked, pretty much. And so if you're able to limit Caleb Shaw or even just like flatten him out a little bit at the free throw line, um, it just helps so much. Just because you're able to close out better on those shooters. Just for you listeners, what we always say, if someone is wide open, we say, like, they're naked. So, <laughs> Yeah, if you're not a real hooper, you don't know that terminology. Stop listening. To <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> LA, and you're right, ALA Gilbert North is really led by a trio. They have a bunch of really great kids. You've mentioned their shooting, which is definitely something that helps them a lot. But they're led by Dylan Novak, Brandon Phelps, and Maguire Andrus. I couldn't find much on Maguire Andrus, but Brandon Phelps is somebody that we never saw in the fall. I don't know if you know that or not. This is a kid who... No, we didn't see him. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't playing with them, and it was probably mostly because of football. This kid's a load, okay? He's averaging 10 points per game, two assists, five rebounds, 1.3 steals. The kid is 6'3", 190, and he has Division One football interest. I know I was just talking to their coach, something about... Uh, U of A, NAU has already given this kid offers. I mean, he's a legit athlete. And thinking about this big body that's quick and can move and has some basketball sense, I've seen some highlights from them where he's throwing down dunks. If you can throw somebody like this at Caleb Shaw, that's going to create some some pretty big issues with that. So you got Brandon Phelps. You also got Dylan Novak. Dylan Novak is one of the best freshman point guards or players that I've seen in a really long time. And you heard me right, folks. We've talked about him before. This kid's a freshman. He's averaging 18 points per game, four assists, four rebounds, two steals. He's one of the best lefties that I've seen, one of the best freshmen I've seen in a while. ALA, Gilbert North, they've had an awesome, like, two weeks, or I guess, like, ending of December into January, because in that time span, I think it's been about two and a half, three weeks, not only did they just beat Valley, but they also beat Yuma Catholic and they played for the championship in that, I think it was the Timber Mesa Classic, but in whatever tournament they were in, if I got that wrong, they're rolling right now and they're doing really good. Here's the question, and we kind of talked about this. Who goes number one in the AZ Preps rankings? You think that Valley drops off number one, right? Who did you say that you think takes their spot? I really, and this is going to sound crazy, I know, but You're all about the crazy statements, though. I'm all about the crazy statements. And like I said, you know, nothing's going to get updated until, I think, believe. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. It'll be Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be Tuesday. So right now, if you currently look at it, Valley's number one, Fountain Hills number two, Holbrook is three, and Yuma Catholic's four. Now, within those top four, you got to think Valley lost to number 13. ALA Gilbert North was 13. So ALA Gilbert North will probably get bumped up. They'll probably get bumped up a little bit because uh, Ironwood lost. Uh, I think Florence was able to handle their business, so they'll move up. Blue Ridge lost. Um, it's just gonna be a total lot of shifting. But as for number one, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Fallon Hills or even like a Holbrook up there, or even Yuma Catholic can honestly clear number two and number three and jump to number one. I don't think Yuma Catholic. How many power? How what's the difference in power points? Are you looking at it right now? Yeah. So if you look at us, um, you know Valley Christian is twenty two. Uh, Fallon Hills at 16.0261. And then Holbrook and Yuma Catholic's really close. So Holbrook's is 15.8969. And then Yuma Catholic is 15.8313. Wow, look at you. You sound like a mathematician right now. I know you better, better watch out. <laughs> um, but that's the thing. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see a Fallon Hills or a Holbrook at number one, to be honest. Do you think that Valley Christian drops from number one? I think Valley, the lowest they go is number three or number four. I think everybody kind of gets shifted up because you got to think it's like, because like I said, Gilbert North is a great team. It's not like they just lost to like the number 30th seed or anything like that. They lost to a good team, but. That's what I'm North, saying. I don't know. They have so power, many, they have power, more PowerPoints. PowerPoints wise and everything like they, I mean, they might go to number two realistically, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go between the top four, like either like that number four, number three spot. And everybody kind of like shifted up a little bit. I wouldn't be shocked if the furthest they went was two. I wouldn't be shocked if they stayed at one just because I, they I have they no. have so many PowerPoints than everybody else. And I always get and, bad with like how many PowerPoints you get for losing or you know what I mean. Yeah, well, and hear this out real quick because this is going to probably make a little bit more sense. Um, 
Valley lost to Gilbert North, right? Who beat yes. who who beat who beat Gilbert North? Holbrook. Holbrook beat Gilbert North. You're right. You're so, right. So that helps Holbrook's PowerPoint. So Holbrook's probably gonna bump to number one. I'm not even kidding. Uh, I'm not even kidding. They just might and Valley Valley Holbrook might just flip flop. I'm not even kidding. They we'll just see. might. Yeah, no, yeah, I, we'll I, I get what you're saying. It'll be we'll interesting. What, we'll see what happens. But like I said, you know, congrats to Gilbert North for getting it done. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of teams have been trying to figure out this puzzle of a Valley Christian, how to stop that dribble drive. And I'm assuming, you know, I, I was able to watch the film, but it seemed like they were able to limit the transition and stop that dribble drive just a little bit to pull out a close one. Yeah, and I mean, the cool thing about this whole setup, ALA Gilbert North plays Valley again. You know what I'm saying? So that's going to be super cool to see down the road. And then they'll get them at Valley Christian. So it's going to be really cool. Again, we've mentioned this before. It doesn't matter who you're playing in, in the 3A. If you're not ready to play, like you will lose on any given night because there's just so many good teams, you know. So so that's pretty cool. So huge congrats to ALA Gilbert North. Coach Novak doing an awesome job over there. And I'm super excited to see how much they improve throughout the season. Let's move on to Coolidge, okay? Mm. Let me tell you this about Coolidge, all right? Because I got to watch them this past week. Coolidge has championship DNA, okay? I know how you love the bold, controversial statements. I'm going to make a bold statement right here, right now, Rays. Let's hear it. Are you, are you ready for it? Well, first of all, you better realize, and a lot of fans are going to realize what you said on previous episodes, too. So let's hear it. I want to hear fine. it. That's okay. I'm not, I'm not contradicting myself. Okay. Coolidge will be in the championship game for the 3A. Mm. It's a hot take, maybe. I don't know. I don't think it's that no, hot I, of a take. I, it's, not outland- it's, it's not outlandish at all. I mean, we've talked about it. They have a sick they have size, they have athleticism. Uh, you've seen Coolidge more than me. You it seems like they're able to penetrate inside a little bit more. They're able to bang with a lot of the other teams, they can shoot a little bit. They seem like they overall have a pretty solid, complete team from what you've told me and from what you've seen on film. Um, it's not outlandish. I wouldn't be surprised if Coolidge ended up in the championship. Um, it's interesting because your pick to win it all is ALA Ironwood. And I know, I know. And, those, and if I'm those... not mistaken, and, they'll, and they're, they're going to see each other again. Right. And But Coolidge was able to steal the first one, we should say. They were, but it was a super close game. I mean, it was about a five-point game like with five minutes left, maybe four minutes left. And then uh, Coolidge just really spread the floor out and they were really able to stretch that lead there down the very end. But I mean, really, ALA Ironwood played them to a great game. Dude, their big kid, Allen, I don't know how many points he had, but it seemed like he had like, I don't know, at least 50% of their points. He is so tough. He's a good finisher. He's a low down there. He's really good. Here's the thing about Coolidge though. From what watching them, they don't run like, you know, when you watch like a Scottsdale or you watch a Rancho, you know, they're, they're running a ton of really, Con- I don't know, like, continuity motion yeah, and, and like really crisp like sets, it. you know, like they, you like when they run stuff, you're like, man, they've just got so many sets. Coolidge, like they have some, some sets that they run out of the high post and they try to post up like their guards and stuff, specifically Mark Clegg, but like. They're really just spreading you out and they're taking you off the dribble. And dude, they have five kids that can take anybody off the dribble. Mark Clegg, who is the, probably their best kid to go off the dribble, he's about six four, super long arms. He can shoot the ball. His hesitation, his his handles are awesome with his base. You know, uh, honestly, he moves like uh, a player that we've seen a lot. It's just super smooth, and he just kind of he's sneaky quick. You know, it doesn't have to be super explosive. But he's deceptively, he gets exactly where he wants to go. Super shifty. I probably already said that. But he's a really, really good kid. And all of their kids can really attack off the dribble. And then somebody else stood out to me in this game. I mentioned him before, but he had a really good game against Ironwood this past week. It's Braden Gant. He's averaging 18 points. And just going back to Mark Clegg, Mark Clegg is averaging 14 points, seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals. Kind of his, he's kind of like, I don't know who's Batman and who's Robin, but they're, they're kind of their two main kids. Brayden Gant is averaging 18 points, two assists, six rebounds, and two steals. He's 6'5". Okay, mm-hmm. and this kid is, is huge. He's athletic. 
He can move better. I mean, he can move just as good as anybody. He moves like a guard. He had some nice dunks in this game. I think actually, I, I think actually only had one, but he's just a great athlete. He can step outside and shoot the ball pretty good. He's shooting about 33, 34% right now from three, but he's shooting it with confidence. There was one play where he went out to the corner, grabbed it quick, and just like a guard, he just pulled it, and it was just nothing but net. They're really good. Coolidge is tough, man. And if you're playing Coolidge, they kind of remind me a little bit of Valley where I think if you could really stay in front of dribblers and be physical, it'll help you. But it's just one of those teams where they literally have five kids that could take you off the dribble. They get into the lane, they kick out for threes. If you close out bad, they just beat you off the dribble. They either dish it, they get a dunk, a finish, or another kick out, and then you got a three. They're really hard to stay in front of. They're almost like unpressable, it seems like. Mm. Because of all of their guards and their handles, they're all super fundamentally sound. I don't know. Listen to the rest of Coolidge's schedule. They got Thatcher two times, Santan Foothills two times. They have uh, ALA Ironwood one more time. That'll be at their place. They have Globe two times, and then they have Florence. Do you think that they can finish out the season undefeated? No, I, I, I don't think so. I really don't. Only because, I mean, it's, it's kind, of, kind of rare. I don't think any of the teams in the three are going to finish with a perfect season. As, as far as the regular season, because, you know, even though Max Prep is considered overall, if we're just going off of this Arizona present with the AIA goes off of, all that matters is regular season. Right. So, I mean, if you look at the, like, say you look at the current, like, top 10, I think there's only one, two, three, about three teams that remain undefeated, um, technically. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, and, like, the rankings had them. Remember, remember they had Coolidge at, like, number 10? They're finally at number six. But I yeah. think by Tuesday, they're going to bump up, and I wouldn't be surprised if they knock down Cam Verde and maybe even bump up to even, like, number four, honestly. Right. Like I said, they're playing tough. That's a good win against A.L.A. Ironwood. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how they progress during the season because, like I said, like that uh, their region that they're in is a gauntlet for sure. And – Tough, tough teams to face for sure, especially twice. I mean, every single night you're looking at an absolute dogfight, you know. I mean, these teams, no matter, you know, it's kind of like how I felt in our region last year. I didn't even care what our record was. I was like, I just, if we get a chance to make the playoffs, that's all we need. Because you know you're going to be battle-tested and ready. That's what all of these teams in this region are going to be at. So, it'll be pretty cool. No, it's cool, but, like, Think about it like this real quick. I just want to just mention this because it's just crazy to me. Um, so you have Coolidge, who's at number six. You have A.L.A. Ironwood. They're at number 11. You have Thatcher, which they're at 18. You have Florence, which is at number 10. Santan Foothills, I believe, is – where are they at? They're at 25. And then you have Globe, which they just dropped a little bit lower, I believe. Um, Globe's at 15. So you have – in the 3A South Central region, at least all five of them, two, four, or six of them are in the top 25. Yeah, that's, that's tough. tough, man. That's tough. So, I mean, you know, kudos to Coolidge for getting it done, you know. Obviously, they got to see A.L.A. Arwood again, but for now, just, you know, keep it rolling. We'll see what happens. Let's move on to some action in the 1A that I thought was really cool because we talked about this before the pod. The 3A and the 1A, as far as competitiveness, is starting to look kind of similar. Number 16, Lincoln Prep, takes down number four, Ray, giving them their first loss of the season. Lincoln Prep is looking like a really good squad in the 1A. They're definitely a top 10 squad for sure. They're moving into the top 10, obviously moving into tomorrow. But what I want to say about Lincoln Prep, when they get a rebound, they are pushing that ball and sending that ball up the floor probably faster than, I mean, better than most teams that I've seen, like 3A through the 1A. They really push it into transition. It kind of reminds me of, like, I remember the first time I watched Lonzo Ball play. I loved how he just grabbed the ball and just passed it up into transition and just flung those passes down the sideline. That's exactly what they do here, and they move. It was pass, pass, layup, pass, pass, kick, three. They were just really fast. So they really took it to Ray on this. Uh, one of their best players is number 35, Connor Cruen. I'm probably messing up his name. I don't know how many points he averages, but he's tough off the dribble. He can shoot the ball. He shoots it with confidence really, really quick. He's got a quick shot. 
I think they're definitely a top 10 team. And I'm thinking about some of these teams that are very competitive in the 1A. And I'm just going off the top of my head. Because remember last year, this is what makes me so excited about this year. Last year, remember, it was Mojave Accelerated in North Valley. And they just blew through everybody. Like, I remember, because we had just started the pod. And I remember watching this stuff. And I'm like, dang, dude, like, what? they're, they're killing everybody. You know, it wasn't even that fun to talk about. But what is really cool is this year. Okay, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Okay, you tell me if I'm missing anybody that you can think of. Okay. Mm-hmm. So teams in the 1A that would be contenders. I do think that Mojave Accelerated will be there at the end. Yeah. I think it's going to be harder for them, though, than, than it was even last year. It's going to be harder for them. But Mojave Accelerated, you got mm-hmm. Tempe Prep. You have, um, uh, you have uh, Lincoln Prep. You have got Desert Christian. You have St. David. You have, um, ah, hold on. I'm missing some kids right here. I'm missing some. You have Hayden. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, oh, what's another really good 1A that I'm thinking like top 10 right now? Mm, are you looking at it right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, you said G- Hayden. G- give me a name that you think I'm missing. Mogion? Uh, yeah, maybe. They're like, at number five right now. Yeah. Um, leading Edge Gilbert. Leading Edge is another one that I was thinking. What do you think about El Capitan? I don't know too much about them, but I mean, I know that they've been pretty competitive. Uh, but I can't think of the ones that oh, I'm missing Salome. one right now. Salome, I could see them being a contender. I mean, they'll be really competitive, you know. Are you talking about who's uh, going to hit, the, who's going to make the tournament? Or I'm just saying teams that will be very competitive in the playoffs, you know. Oh. I think North Valley is going to be competitive. They're not the, the same. Great. I think Greg, the Gregory, the Gregory school. school is another one I'm thinking of. So, again, just all of these schools kind of thrown into the mix. St. David, I don't know if I said that one yet you or did. not. But, you know, all of these schools, you throw them into the mix, you got a dogfight, dude. I mean, it's not going to be as easy because at the beginning of the season, we thought it was just Mojave Accelerated. It just doesn't look like that anymore. And I think that going into the playoffs, especially once you get past that first and second round, we're going to see a lot closer games, which I'm really excited about. So, uh, yeah, that'll be really good in the 1A. And, yeah, I'm trying to think. Right now, number one in the 1A is still Tempe Prep. So, yeah, uh, Tempe Prep is still number one, but I wouldn't be surprised if either Tempe Prep or Mojave accelerated. I think those two teams are going to keep flip-flop until we hit the playoffs. You see how many more PowerPoints Tempe Prep has than Mojave accelerated? I do. It's because, if I'm not mistaken, they got a pretty big win against some bigger teams. Well, that's that's one thing about Tempe Prep, because, you know, for Mojave Accelerated, they have played against some bigger teams for sure. Tempe Prep has as well. They actually, this past week, just had a big game against Chandler Prep in the 2A, who's a good squad. They were down big. like They were down like 20 to 8 or something like that. And they came back. They got a ton of firepower. They ended up beating Chandler Prep by like nine or ten or something like that. But yeah, there's just what I'm trying to say in all this is the one A is looking a lot more competitive, kind of like the three A. Maybe not to the same extent, but it's kind of reminding me of that. So it'll be pretty cool to see how it shakes out. It's gonna be very interesting. And I just gotta mention this real quick because it's kind of funny because I know I haven't been really been on my streak lately about getting scores right or just guessing the teams right are you gonna talk I, about highland prep and uh <laughs> i had <laughs> if you guys remember from the last episode we talked about highland prep going against tempe prep and how these two teams at the time were number three number three in their respective division i had tempe prep winning i know it's outlandish but boy was i off uh a 20 High, you said right highland prep beat tempe prep 73 to 51 so i believe that's 20 two points uh i think so yeah so i missed the mark on that one so sorry guys but i guess i had faith in tempe prep i think <laughs> luetta is <laughs> saying some mean things right now to me on the screen that you guys cannot see but i i miss, i missed that one i'm not gonna lie i'll admit it you know how hard it is to predict games i feel like especially when we move into the playoffs if we're getting like 50 50 you know i feel like that's pretty good that's actually like really good well if you remember the playoffs we were pretty good for our picks of like who yeah we weren't bad we were pretty we were pretty spot on we definitely as the playoffs we, we'll get like a little challenge going for sure and you know maybe tossing some prizes or something who knows some burritos some burritos 
Okay. So I think you had a couple other games you wanted to talk about before we move into our next segment, yeah? Um, did I? I no, I was talking about Let the me help game. you, Holbrook, dude. Oh, thank you. Did so, you oh, really and forget? And already? Payton, I and know. And I was a, <laughs> so before me before we started recording, me and Jeff were talking about some teams and how how they've been going so far. And there's two teams that I really want to mention. First of all, I'll start off with Payson, just because I know we mentioned them last year. I mean, not last year, last week. And but man, they think they're competing really well. They're really starting to hit their stride, I believe. Uh, even though despite the two losses they had against Holbrook and Fountain Hills, they took Holbrook to overtime and ended up losing by five, and then they get drilled by Fountain Hills. But if you look at the first game Payson had against Fountain Hills, Fountain Hills beat them 74 to 27, and then this time they lost 73 to 50. So I mean, there's just some improvement there. Payson just kind of seems like they're hitting the right stride they're kind of getting their like game they're kind of getting their like togetherness all put together as a team so it's kind of cool to see but what i really want to talk about was also oh also i totally forgot about this they did knock down blue ridge that's what i want to talk about that was a huge win at blue ridge and i think that was blue ridge's first loss of the season correct that was blue ridge's first loss of the season and blue ridge currently is that number eight and so that's probably going to drop blue ridge probably out of the top 10, if I'm assuming, yeah, they beat Payson, beat him 55 to 50. So that's why I wanted to mention about Payson. Like I said, the, despite those two losses, they came back big and beat a top eight team in Blue Ridge, 55 to 50. Congrats, Coach Mavis and the Payson Longhorns for getting it done. That's awesome for you guys. Culture change. Culture, Culture change. Culture change. That, I mean, that's so <laughs> That's so true. Because if you think about it, Payson went through a couple of head coaches before Coach Mav has got then really established, like I said, like a culture foundation for these kids to really build off of. Anyways, back to what I was trying to get to. I want to talk about Holbrook because I feel like we haven't been giving Holbrook the love they need and they deserve. Because let's just be honest, they're on a run right now. They're, they lost their first two games to Gilbert Christian. They lost it overtime by two. And then they played ALA Gilbert North, who just beat Valley Christian. They lost to them by 13. But then after that, Holbrook just went on a tear, Coach. They're on a 15-game winning streak currently, and they also beat ALA Gilbert North. So they got their game back on the 8th of January. They beat them 49-44, to and then they beat Chin Lee, and then they got their uh, game canceled against show. So I just wanted to mention that. You know, Holbrook's kind of on a roll. They got some pretty good guards. You know, they shoot the ball at a high clip. Those guards shoot it with confidence. They're young kids, actually. Um, Coach Delmar got those kids playing hard on defense, got some flying around in transition, probably in a little press. Um, I'm going to have to watch more film and probably really put more of a spotlight on Holbrook because, like I said, they're getting it done and they're kind of going under the radar, but it should be noticed. Still, one of my favorite moments of this whole season was when Holbrook hit that game-winning half-court buzzer beater to win the whole Round Valley tournament. And Coach Delmar is, like, running in the middle of the court, and he's like, yeah. Oh, let's see that. And that was cool. Um, and now, if you look at, you know, if you look at um, Holbrook's schedule and the teams they play, you might be saying, oh, like they play Outstate, which we all know Outstate, they're just not the team they are. But, I mean, a Gilbert North, a Gilbert Christian, they beat a Sholo, you know, they took down Chin Lee. Like, they're able to get team, uh, wins against tough teams. They're going to face Blue Ridge, Winslow, and then that's when they get into their conference play up in the north. Or no, not in the north. They're playing the east, if I'm, if I'm correct. They're, they're in, like, with Sholo and Snowflake and all of them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. So are you going to put me on the hot seat or no? Uh, my, yeah. seat, my seat's feeling pretty cold right now. So Okay, I wanted to ask you, but do you think Holbrook – is a legit team. Like, do you can you see them making a a run in the state tournament? Are they for real? Yeah, I, I can. And and here here's why. Okay, I I'm a big believer in it. Doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody looks like on film. What's the only thing that matters? You can play, dude. If you can get, if you can hoop, you can hoop. If you can win, right? Like if you're winning games. Yeah. And, you know, you're consistently winning games against pretty good competition. It don't matter what nobody thinks about you. You know, it doesn't matter what I think. You're winning games. And the game that really sticks out to me is Holbrook beating ALA Gilbert North. You know, that that's it. That game now, it looks a lot different opposed to 
you know, before when it was, oh, yeah, they just beat like a, you know, a, a pretty good team. LA Gilbert. And here's the tough thing, you know. So my answer is yes. I, I do think that they're a contender. I do think they're legit. And I think they're just going to keep getting better. I still see them winning the East. I said that before. I'll say it again. I'm going to stick by it. Okay. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like with the 3A, it's just hard because you could do that score comparison with almost every single team in the top 15. Oh, well, they beat so-and-so, and then they lost, and then they beat so-and-so, and then it, it gets crazy. You'll lose your mind, okay? It's almost like prison break. You'll just start, like, connecting all these things together, and it's just like, <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going, you know? So, I mean, I just – I do think they're legit, and I think, honestly, like, the – like, 20 teams in the 3A are legit. It's just who's going to be the one that's going to be – who, who wins that given night? Who's better who, that who given wants, night? Yeah, who it's not even who wants it more because every team, and honestly, from the top 24 and down in the 3A, they compete so hard. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's not going to be of who wants it more. It's just who pretty much who's the better team at that night. That's literally what it's going to be. Yeah, because it could change. I mean, it's just crazy. So it's, it's fun. And it's fun to cover, too. So it's Oh, it's, it's so cool. fun. There's one other team that I wanted to mention. Uh, we talked about Scottsdale a little bit last week. I just wanted to say one more time because they actually had a game against Santan Charter at Santan Charter, and that game was very close. Santan Charter competed really well, and I think that shows that Santan Charter is, uh, even though they lost that game, I think it's a statement just kind of showing that because I was watching it. It was much closer than even the score showed. That I mean, I forget exactly how close it was with like five minutes left or six minutes left, but they were right there. If they would have been able to make some shots and get some stops, you know, it's like a one possession game. And uh, I think it was a statement for Santan Charter, you know, showing that they're there and they want to compete with some of the best teams or I mean, the one of the best teams in the in the two A. So I want to highlight that Santan Charter is playing pretty good right now. They're clicking along. They just took it to Horizon Honors at the end of last week. So I'm excited to kind of see where they shape out and see. Because, I mean, those kids are dogs. If you've never seen Santan Charter play, I mean, they're all over whoever they're guarding. It's, it's crazy, you know. It's intimidating even watching it, like, on like on Instagram or on film or whatever. You're watching. You're just like, oh, my gosh. Kids are, like, playing oh, like a – they're playing for keeps, like prison rules out there. I'm about to say, they get after it, man. So, I mean, you got to love the intensity of that team. Um, it's going to be kind of, like I said, the two-way is going to be kind of interesting. You know, they got a couple of teams right now. I mean, I'm not really seeing – I see some contenders for sure. I just there are know. contenders. It's just I feel like the 1A and the 3A, there's more. And the 2A, there's maybe like five, you know, like six. Yeah, yeah that probably – yeah, I think as we get closer to the playoffs and stuff like that, you're going to see what teams are going to be able to con compete, you know. Um, and like I said, a lot of these teams haven't really gotten to like their conference or their region schedule. So, like I said, Scottsdale and Rancho, they haven't really, haven't really played their region. So once they get into that, that's going to be kind of interesting to see, like, who's really for real and how it shakes out for the 2A. Because, like I said, the 3A and the 1A, it's pretty – it's like it's pretty much who's, who's who at that point, like who's going to be. But the 2A, for me, still, I just think that Rancho and Scottsdale, even though with that close game at Santan, they're still pretty alone. If you, they're, they're still pretty – they're doing a good job separating themselves still. I feel we're going to talk about some games for this upcoming week, but first check this out. Okay. So let's check out some really great games that are coming up this week. The slate is loaded while most people are going to the conference play. There's one game on Monday night that I really wanted to highlight that is totally non-conference and it's going to be fun because we're going to get to see what one specific team in the three a is really made of that. I want to see. Okay. Uh, my game of the night on Monday is Saguaro versus Palo Verde Magnet. Okay, Palo Verde Magnet has been kind of a huge question mark for me. I know they've got some really good players. They have one in particular who's average. He can really put the ball in the hoop. But, you know, what jumps out to me about Palo Verde Magnet is their recent game against Pushridge. I mean, that game was super close. They were very competitive. Saguaro, if you don't know, right now they're ranked number 10 in the 4A I think they're, I mean, their record, they're, they're doing pretty well right now. So this is like a legitimate test. It's not like it's just a bigger school, right? Because you could play a bigger school and they can still be trash. It don't matter if you're 3A, 4A, whatever, 6A, 1A. 
Uh, it's just about what type of team are you playing? Are they really good? Are they are they not really good? Palo Verde Madnick playing against Saguaro tonight is going to be a really, really good matchup. Uh, Reyes, who do you got in this game? You think Palo Verde Magnet has got what it takes to take down Saguaro? I think Palo Verde Magnet has what it takes for sure. I mean, if you look at Saguaro's schedule, they did lose to Sabino, and Sabino's not a pusher, uh, not a pushover, obviously. Sabino plays tough. I think that Palo Verde What was the Magnet, score of that game? Uh, Sabino versus Saguaro? Yeah. That that score was thirty seven to thirty eight. Sabino won. Oh, so I mean, and the, you you saw the fight against Pushridge that Paulo Verde Magnet had. They had some pieces for sure to compete. I think one thing that's kind of cool about this game is that where the where they'll be playing, if they're gonna be playing at the McHale Center, which is at U of A, so they'll be playing on their court. I think that's super cool. Um, on Martin I, Luther King Jr. Day, Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day, Reyes. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day too, sir. Like I said, Paul Verde Madden has been able to put us a pretty good win, stuff like that. I mean, if you look back at their Santa Cruz New Year shootout, they played some pretty big schools. They played Alhambra, beat them by 22. They played Apache Junction, beat them by 40. And they played Maryvale and ended up beating them by 30. That's like, I think that's like out of those three, I think all three of them are six A's, if I'm not mistaken. It was Apache Junction to 5A, which, like I said, that doesn't really mean anything because, you know, who knows how good they were. But that just shows that, like, Paulo Verde Manic can put up some big numbers. They can get after defensively. They beat Tanka Verde. They beat uh, San Miguel, which is not really much of a test. So, I think coming off this win and knowing that they can compete with Pushridge, it's just going to kind of get them ready against Saguaro. And I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go with the Paulo Verde Magnet by four. I like that, actually. I was going to say five. So, yeah, I got Paulo Verde Magnet uh, for you. Players, coaches at Palo Verde Magnet, just know we're pulling for you today. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Go get that win against Saguaro. And, hey, this is a side piece, but I just it made me think of it, and I just I feel like i got to say it. So you know how June goes to the Montessori school on the reservation, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so she loves it. If you guys don't know about Montessori schools, just check it out. They're awesome. My daughter is crazy about it. She's freaking doing yoga the other day, learning the alphabet. It was so cool. Anyways, that's besides the point. They've been doing stuff for Martin Luther King Jr. all week. And she came home and she was like, Daddy, look what I drew. June is four. She's going to be five in March. She holds up this, this picture. I thought it was Hitler. I was, oh, like, oh, I was oh. like, who is that? And she was like, it's Martin Luther King, Daddy. And I was like, oh, let me just lengthen out that mustache for you really quick. Because it, <laughs> so, so, it was so small. It was funny. I just I thought I would say that. Anyways, I can't believe I'm a history teacher. I can't believe I just mentioned Hitler on the pod. That's probably never going to happen again. So there's a there's a first and hopefully a last. Mm, I don't know. What's, no, I'm just going to ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. we're, we're, we're totally joking, guys. We're totally joking. <laughs> All jokes at the small ball podcast. All right. Fountain Hills at Northwest is going to be a great matchup. Tuesday night, tomorrow night. This is going to be good, man. Fountain Hills could potentially be the number one team. Uh, Northwest, they're going to move up a little bit in the rankings, I could see, with just some of the losses and all that. Who do you have in this game? Fountain Hills at Northwest. This is a battle, dude. Two coaches, two teams that know each other very well. Very well. We know about their players. We know about Logan Mosier, Andrew Best from Northwest. We know about Xavier Mike from Fountain Hills and some of their other guards. Who do you think, man? Who do you think's got this? What? Okay, let me ask you this. Better than than who do you think's winning? Do you think this stays in the forties? I think it's a low scoring game. Yeah. If you, oh yeah. And the only reason why I say that is because Fallon Hills, um, they're not really. I mean, like they can't put up some numbers. Obviously, we mentioned they put up a seventy against Payson and whatnot. But I mean, if you want to play that slow grind game. They'll play with you, and they will run their offense until they get the literally the best option. They do not mind killing time, like, and it's not like they're just stalling at the top of the key. Like, no, they're running their offense until they get the best look possible. So, I mean, that's gonna be really interesting. I think Northwest has a size advantage for sure, but Fountain Hills is big, which is not really much of a big, but he's big. Uh, he competes hard, man. He's physical. He just gets to the nitty-gritty, man. He's just kind of like their workhorse, I feel like. And the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. And he, I think he helps out Xavier and Mike really well 
um, kind of ease them a little bit. He gets the big boards, gives Fountain Hill second chance rebounds, but then you're going against Andrew Best. And that kid's a load. He's about like, what, 6'9". He's by about 240, 250. That's a handful to handle. Um, and like I said, found, uh, Northwest Christian, they have Logan Mosier, and they have a couple other guards that are able to handle the ball a little bit. But if Logan Mosier doesn't have a quiet night, I can see Northwest Christian taking down Fountain Hills. So I think I'm going to go with Northwest Christian because, like I said, um, it's I also think at home. It's Yeah, it's also at home. I think they're kind of due for a big win like this. I mean – I know they did lose to a couple of some teams, but then they competed with Valley Christian. They lost by them by like six or four. So, I mean, they have the pieces and they have what it takes. They're a really great coach. I mean, they're really well coached. So, I mean, I'll say Northwest Christian by three, and I'm going to say 46-43. I think it's a really low, really low scoring game. I could see Fountain Hills beating Northwest 41-40. to 40. Ooh. That's very low scoring, but I could see it. One thing to watch out for in this game, and you best is 6'9". Fountain Hills doesn't have any kids that are even close to that, that I've seen. You know, there's 6'1", 6'2". I was there live. Like, they don't have really any height. I think one of their kids, um, he might be about like 6'4", look like. Okay. You know, so they do have like some size, but he doesn't start for the, for them or anything like that. Right. Um. So... That'll be an interesting thing to watch out for. And what, what Fountain Hills lacks in height, they make up for in position. So, I mean, they're, they're going to be very competitive no matter what. Yeah, especially in the transition, too. Because, like I said, Fountain Hills will get up and go in the transition a little bit. But if Northwest can slow them down and just kind of kill them on the boards. Because, I mean, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Northwest Christian is probably going to get a lot of second-chance points. So, mm. just be on the lookout for that. So, like I said, I have, yeah, I have Northwest uh, beating Fountain Hills by three. Okay, and we're heavy on the 3A here in this first few nights. There's not much going on Wednesday night that we want to talk about. But Thursday night, Gilbert Christian plays at Valley Christian. Another battle of the Christians we got going on here. But this is, this is bigger. This is a bigger deal. Because this is a massive rivalry between Gilbert Christian and Valley. It's always a close game, no matter what the teams are like. You know, kind of how we said before, it's just whoever's better that night. Gilbert Christian plays Valley. Do you see Valley being able to – obviously, they'll play before this. Do you see them being able to bounce back and beat Gilbert Christian here at home? At home? Oh, yeah. I think I, it's at home. I, I'm pretty sure it's at home. I think it's at home, too. Um, I can see Valley, you know, bouncing back. Obviously, it would be a huge win for them to get that against Gilbert Christian because right now Gilbert Christian's sitting at uh, number seven. Um Gilbert Christian has been able to put a, put together a couple of good wins. You know, they beat Odyssey Ips 2, they beat Santan Foyos, and they beat Eastmark by two. And like I said, Eastmark, man, they are the – I think me and you can both agree, man, they're just up and down. There's like yeah, a big they are. Like, they compete really well with the great teams, but then there's just some games where they just can't put it together and then just kind of drop it. They have the talent, and they have the kids, I think, that could really go and, like, their record should be better than what it is. But what were you going to say? Well, a, a lot of those, those games, have they lost those games or the scores have just been closer, right? Yeah, like I said, they they, uh, they beat, like I said, they barely lost to Gilbert Christian by two. And then, um, if I'm not mistaken, they beat Sholo by 15, you know, beat Borgade by like nine. No, not right. nine, like five. But then a couple other teams, like I said, they just kind of just dropped the ball a little bit. So, I mean. Yeah, that's what I'm they, saying. Just the scores are closer than they probably should have been because they have a really good potentially competitive squad, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, so Valley's going to bounce back. But then Gilbert Christian's ALA Gilbert North, too. So, that's a good win if Gilbert Christian could, you know, handle Gilbert North. I think, not only history's going to repeat itself, but I just want to go with Gilbert Christian just because the history usually does repeat itself. Even though they'll always like split a game, but I think Gilbert Christian takes the one at Valley. And I think it's a closer game. I think it's always gonna be like a buzzer beater or something like that. So I'm gonna say Gilbert Christian beats Valley and let's go 65-64. Do you remember what happened last year? Gilbert versus Valley in the regular season. Oh, their coach K, I remember he like pretty much like just like just put it like a vision in our head. Didn't they get like a layup or something like that? So if you remember last year, Valley Christian beat Gilbert Christian. 
and mm-hmm. like in this game and it was at Gilbert Christian. Yeah. So they beat them. It was a close game, but then obviously what happened in the playoffs is Gilbert Christian beat Valley. You know, they got the better of it. So I wonder if it'll be the same thing here. Maybe Valley Christian wins during the regular season and then Gilbert Christian, maybe if they met again in the playoffs, you know, who knows? You always talk about that curse. So I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, man, Valley gets good years, obviously. And they, you know, they've won a ton of state championships. Whenever they get paired with Gilbert Christian or so a couple other teams, they usually do get upset. You know, I don't know what it is, but you know, it's happened so many times. So you just can't, cannot not notice or <laughs> yeah. Is that distracting? That's very distracting. For those of you who don't know, uh, Coach Fluetta has in his classroom a knight helmet, you know, representing the Gilbert Christian Knights. That's not what it actually – one of my students got it for me, so it's not actually like Gilbert Christian. I'm a big fan of your program. This is not for you, okay? But I will hold it up. I got Gilbert Christian winning this game. I got him winning by by four. It's I think it's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, I got him winning. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game, though, just because – it's just it's different squads here. I'm gonna say seventy to sixty-six. Oh, wow. oh, I didn't even realize it turned around. Let me turn that around. That's not. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. A seventy to sixty-six. Though. Okay, I like that. I'm with that. You're with it. Well, that's good. It makes me feel good about my my choice then. <laughs> okay, and then let's move on. Another game Thursday night, which I'm really excited about. This one, I know you are. Phoenix Christian versus Yuma Catholic. Number nine in the 2A is Phoenix Christian right now versus number four in the 3A, which is Yuma Catholic, depending on how this shakes out and how everything changes as the rankings come out tomorrow. We'll see. I'm really excited about this because Phoenix Christian is one of those teams. I've seen them play. They're good. They've got some really good potential and they've got some great athletes and great players. In my head, I'm thinking, do they still have what it takes to compete with the Scottsdale and with the Rancho. If they can compete against Yuma, I think that they're they're going to be – they're closer in the mix to that is what I'm trying to say. Now, what do you think about this game? Who do you got winning? You got number nine, Phoenix Christian winning, or do you got number four, Yuma Catholic? I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight, but just to kind of bounce back about if Phoenix Christian can really compete with Scottsdale Christian and all those other schools, uh, they'll find out actually on the 17th, which I believe is today, right? Is that today? Yeah, that's today. They play today? They play today against Scottsdale Christian. How did we miss that? How did I miss that? Phoenix Christian versus Scottsdale on, oh, my gosh. On today, man. Look at us doing our research. I just missed that one, man. That's, and then, yeah, and you, just so all you listeners know, that's not Reyes. That's me. That's me right there. I picked these games. Yeah, you picked these games, so that's on you, buddy. So I found this one, so I'll talk about a little bit about this one, buddy. You were wrong, Luetta. <laughs> you were wrong. Uh, so it looks like Phoenix Christian will be taking on Scottsdale Christian at Scottsdale Christian. So that's always a tough place to play. And at. that's tonight, just so you guys know. That is tonight at 7 p.m. And I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a pretty good fight in the beginning. But I do have Scottsdale running away against Phoenix Christian. I think Garrison Sherman is just going to be a little bit too much. After watching that film against Valley Christian, Garrison Sherman kind of was able to, to me, I felt like he separated himself from Caleb Shaw. I mean, Garrison Sherman was hitting some tough shots, was able to get to the rim, just some questionable calls at the end. They kind of fouled him out. But, I mean, overall, Scottsdale Christian is pretty tough. I like the fan brother, obviously. He's able to get it done a little bit. They're big. Braden Wells, he's playing big. Um, I I have Scottsdale beating um, Phoenix Christian. I'm going to say 65-40. And then – for Phoenix Christian and Yuma Catholic, I think it'll be a closer game, but I have Yuma Catholic over Phoenix Christian, and I'm going to say 55-48. Here's what I think. I think it's closer between Phoenix, Phoenix Christian and Scottsdale. I think they're going to be up. They're going to be ready to go against them. I think Phoenix Christian will lose by about 10 to Scottsdale, and then I think they rebound, so that's tonight. And then I think they rebound against Yuma Catholic on Thursday. I see them beating Yuma Catholic by three, 43 to 40, Phoenix Christian beating them and really getting some good momentum moving into the last part of their season and going into conference play. 
And Phoenix Christian, just to note too, they do have really good guard play. I know we say, like I said, we've mentioned that so many times on the podcast, but they do. You know what I mean? Their guards are quick. They're shifty. Uh, they're able to Z you up the court. They'll play you full court, man. Like they get after it defensively. They have some kids that can shoot the ball a little bit. Um, like I said, so Phoenix Christian's guard play is pretty nice, honestly. But as opposed to Scottsdale's guard play, just a little bit different. I think Phoenix Christian's probably a little bit more shifty. I just think that Scottsdale's just a little bit more polished, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, like I said, those are my predictions. I hope I'm right, so Luetta can be wrong. But, yeah. Okay. And let's move on to Friday night. We got Scottsdale Christian versus Trivium. And we don't want to talk too much about this game. I mean, we could talk about this game. We talked about Scottsdale a lot, so we don't want to talk about them too much right here. But this is going to be a really good matchup between these two teams. This is a rivalry for sure. I know that you had some stuff about Trivium and their schedules and stuff, but Trivium has been playing really, really tough lately. They, they've had some really early in the season. They had some hiccups, and they lost to some pretty good squads. As of lately, though, they're really picking it up, and it seems like they're playing and clicking on all cylinders. Uh, what do you got about their schedule? Who, what are some of their closest games? I can't remember off the top of my head. Or their um, most recent games? The most recent games? So, yeah, Trivium was actually – they just beat River Valley. They beat them by 30. They beat Arizona Lutheran by nine. They That's beat- a huge one. That's the one I was talking about. I remember seeing it. I just didn't remember who it was. Yeah, see, that was a good one. And then they, remember, don't forget, they also beat Pimo by five. So that's another good one. Like, just like you said, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they lost a couple of not, cl- I mean, close ones, you know, they lost a close one, the Rancho, and they lost a, a good one against Highland prep. They lost by 12 to Highland prep, but I mean, trivia, like you said, they're kind of on the right trajectory right now. They seem like they're elevating a little bit as the season heads on. Um, they, they got heritage Academy and then St. John Paul before they got Scottsdale Christian. So I think those are two really good tune-up games for trivia prep in order to get ready and kind of fine-tune their things as they head into Scottsdale Christian. I got Trivium beating Scottsdale tonight, Friday night. I got them beating them, and it's super close, but I got them winning 60 to 55. Five-point game, if you're not good at math. Five-point game. (laughs) The last time – fun fact, the last time I went and watched Trivium play, it was against Scottsdale at Trivium. And Trivium beat Scottsdale by 12, and Trivium was dunking on Scottsdale. It was the craziest thing in the world. Their crowd was so wild. So craziest thing in the world. It was not literally, dude. I'm just speak. It's an expression, dude. Come on, get it together. But Wait, I so then here, here's the question, though. This is important. Am I going to pull up the trivia? Are you going to pull up? Because obviously you gave trivia some good juju back then. I remember when you went to that game. You remember that? Yeah. So who knows? It's on a Friday. I'll have to look at my work schedule. But if I'm off, I might. Don't be surprised if I swing by trivia and prep and go check out that game. Because that would be a fun one to watch. Hopefully the gym would be electric. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. And then uh, two more games Friday night that we wanted to highlight. NFL yet plays against the Gregory School, which will be a pretty good matchup. It'll be great to see Edwards from the Gregory School match up against some great athletes on NFL yet. See if he can still continue his his tear of scoring and putting the ball in the hoop. This is going to be a really good matchup, especially for me, just to watch NFL yet, because NFL yet is another one of those teams that I'm really curious as to kind of see what they're made of. Also with the Gregory School in the 1A, you know, I mean, they're good and they have some good players, but. Are they in that top tier? I think that is a good matchup for both teams just to kind of see where they're at. I have NFL yet beating the Gregory School on Friday night. I got them winning by about 12. So I'm going to go 72 to 60. I got NFL yet winning. They got some great athletes over there, man. I saw a highlight of a kid I was telling you about before we got on the pod where like off the backboard dunks and stuff. I mean, really long, athletic. They got some good players over there. And, uh, yeah, so I, I see NFL yet winning by about 12. I am going to disagree with you, and I have the Gregory School beating NFL yet by eight. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game as well. I'm going to go ahead and say 58-50, the Gregory School. And it sucks because the NFL yet and the Highland Prep game got canceled today, so that's just a bummer. Mm, yeah. What? Wait, you said 58-50. to 50. That's not that high-scoring, though. You said higher-scoring. Okay, 68-60 to 60 then. Okay, that's closer. That's good. Um, you NFL yet? What is that? 
what what is is that like if it like prepare kids for what is that no, why is well, it called preparing for the nfl i know <laughs> i know that but like why what is it's the... just a brand I think, I think it's one of those like i think the nfl like made schools and it's just kind of like a branch of the nfl it's like a college preparatory for the nfl no it's like a brand thing i think i'm not sure don't quote me on that i'm just assuming that's what it is yeah i just i've always thought that it's kind of like those great heart academy schools like uh glendale prep and all those other schools scottsdale prep all that yeah veritas and all them like yeah it's just kind of like that i believe Mm -hmm. okay i'm just curious because ever since i've been here we never played them and i've always thought like these like jacked people that are going to the nfl like they're not in the nfl yet but they will be you know what i'm saying it's so dumb stop it that's such a dad joke just stop <laughs> okay and then friday night as well we got number this is a big matchup in the 1a number three hayden versus number nine leading edge i'm excited about this game i have hayden winning this game because i think that their guards are just going to be a little bit too much for leading edge here they also are really good at attacking off the bounce they spread you out they get into the middle they either finish with the floater or a nice finish at the rim or they pitch it out for wide open threes i like hayden over leading edge i like them over them by about 15 so i'm gonna go 75 to 60 hayden takes off leading edge okay i think i'm gonna agree with you on that but just to mention some of the games that leading edges play, they beat Leakin Prep by 12. They beat Cicero Prep almost by 20. Uh, they beat they lost to Mojave Accelerate. They lost to Tempe Prep. They beat San Manuel. How much did they lose to uh, Malk by? Uh, 38 to 63. Okay. I can't do the math, so I don't even know. I'm not even going to try it. Uh, but before leading into those games, I mean, they're going to play Lincoln Prep again, and they're going to play North Phoenix Preparatory. So, like I said, I think it'll be a pretty good tune-up game for leading edge to get it to win on as they head into Hayden, but I do have Hayden uh, beating leading edge just the same amount as you. Hey, North Phoenix Prep, they just played a close game to somebody. Who did they just play a close game to? Uh, North Phoenix Prep played a close game to uh, Mojave Accelerated. Is that what you're talking about? They no. lost by 11. Was that, was, that's what it was, right? It was two by 11. Yeah, they lost by 11 to Mojave Accelerated. So, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they competed a little bit. That's competing really well. Yeah, you know, it looks like Mojave Accelerated probably – Maybe, you know, knocked out some free throws towards the end that kind of put them up by 11. But before that, they beat your Fighting Frogs. They beat Anthem Prep, and then they beat Bates' Phoenix. So, I mean, North Phoenix Preparatory has been able to put, a, get, put together some pretty decent wins in the 1A. Dude, they are my Fighting Frogs, man. That's my squad right there. Did you ever get any confirmation from, was it Castillo, Cabrillo, whatever his name is, the one that Oh, got uh, Castillo? Yeah. Uh-huh, what about it? You ever getting like... Have you ever like DM the the account or anything like that to find out to give us more insight, or is it just kind of like whatever? No, he. I mean, he he posted it on on a story and stuff, like the part of our pod where we talked about it. Um. So I mean, he did that, and I I think I messaged him something about it, but yeah, it wasn't anything like anything deep, you know. Hey man, like you'll be all right. Like just keep working. <laughs> <laughs> like, like a life-changing conversation you know? just pull up brady man he just needs really help right now we just need to all be on a side <laughs> just put it on mental health it's abs i'm telling you <laughs> that's funny oh let's start tagging everybody okay oh, anyway all right we got we got to keep rolling i know you got one more game on saturday and then we're gonna get out of here yeah so valley christian plays against yuma catholic and just like I said, the, the rankings are going to flip-flop as the time goes. But just from what today says, number one versus number four, um, Valley and New Yuma Catholic, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, how these two fare against each other. Um, like I said, we've already talked about Valley so much and Yuma Catholic a lot. So I'm not going to really go into the details of, like, how they're going to match up with one another because both teams, um, I think, are stylistically will be kind of interesting to see how they play out. I'm going to go ahead and say Valley beats Yuma Catholic, and I'm going to say Valley beats Yuma Catholic. I think it's be a closer game. I think Valley beats Yuma Catholic by six, and I'm going to say 66 to 60. I think Valley wins by a little bit more than that. I think that while LA Gilbert North and other teams that we've seen have had good players that can match up against Caleb Shaw, I don't know that Yuma Catholic has a great setup for, for guarding him. Uh, I think that they might have a harder time with that. I think it'll be a little bit more. I could see it being like a 15-point game. 
But Yuma Catholic's going to be right there. I mean, I could see it being a 15-point game. One of those games where Valley Christian pulls away at the very end with the free throws and things like that. So, yeah, but it's going to be really good. I, I like that. No, I like that, too. Okay, I'm with that. Wow, we're ending on a positive, uh, like, together in sync. No, that's pretty good. Together. <laughs> I was, was going to try to think of a song, but I can't think of anything. So I love how you just started that and just let it die off. You didn't even try to finish it. I didn't want to try I don't want to sound silly. <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here, guys. But thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. If you want to be a part of our online community, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you're rolling with us and you listen to us all the time. Seriously, that helps us so much. We're almost to 100 ratings. We're at 91, Reyes. Did you know that? Let's go. I didn't know. I didn't know that. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I did not know that. But just keep the ratings coming. Keep the positive reviews coming. You know, every time this episode drops, please just shout us out on your stories. Just let us know that you're tuning in. It's always great. We enjoy the love. We enjoy you guys tuning in. So it's amazing. So, yeah, if you want to be a part of all that stuff, go for it. That helps our show so much. And, uh, yeah, we will uh, catch you guys next week. We hope you guys have a great, solid week of hoops. And we hope that nothing gets canceled again because the cancellations are brutal. Catch you guys next week.